Hello streamers, welcome back to the Stream Coach Podcast. Today, I'm really excited for this one actually. This one's going to be super dope. So a lot of you know that I've got a YouTube channel and we post a couple times a week over there. So every Tuesday and Saturday we've got a video that goes live at 4pm Central Time. But there are plenty of people that are creating awesome, helpful content for streamers and helping people with Twitch, among other things like tech and production and uh, behind the scenes of, of building a channel. Like there's so many awesome YouTube creators that are also helping people with Twitch at the same time. And today we're gonna be speaking to one of those people. So this person actually went viral on Vine, then Vine closed down, sad, RIP. Uh, and he started making YouTube content. He'd had a YouTube for a while there as well, but he got really into YouTube. He's also a full-time social media strategist. And actually in today's episode, we're gonna be digging into this story quite a bit deeper. So today we're gonna be talking to Harris Heller, who is the person behind the Alpha Gaming YouTube channel. Let's do it. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Stream Coach Podcast. Today with me I have Twitch streamer, YouTuber, X Viner, I guess. Is that a thing? <laughs> Harris Heller. What's up, Harris? How are you doing? We're all we're all in a way X Viners. Oh yeah? Well, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> we're definitely gonna get into your journey on Vine because I feel like there's a lot that we can learn from that experience. Um, and actually, you know what? Can you just tell us what kind of stuff you, you made on Vine? What did you do back in the day? Uh, my wife and I, I mean, I'd been making YouTube videos for like eight years at the time. And then I got married um, to someone I was making YouTube videos with. And uh, her little sister was like, hey, you should check out this new app called Vine. It's kind of cool. Some people are blowing up on it. And so we started making little, I mean, we were making music together. That was like our thing. We made a couple of music videos. None of them really, I mean, some of them had like a couple dozen thousand views, like nothing serious. And so we started making little music vines and uh, we had a music vine, had a music vine blow up. That was, that was like the start of everything. We did it like three months straight every day, made a vine. They all got like a thousand views, which is like. 10 views on YouTube. That's like the <laughs> comparison. We had like 2000 followers after three months and then we posted one and it blew up at like 830 in the morning and went completely viral and got, I mean, it was one of the most watched minds on the app. It got like hundred million views. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was fun. That's intense. What was that video? Uh, it was of a, it was of a song called cool kids by echo Smith. Remember that song? Yeah. Yeah. So that was like a, that was like an unknown little song at the time. Nobody knew about it. It had like 20, their music video had like 20,000 views. And Kenzie's like, hey, this is a really cool unknown band with a great song. We should do it. And I convinced her to like, hey, let's try to do something unique. Because I know how to edit and like how to do like little effects and stuff. And so we did like this thing where I can actually, I can pull it up on here if you want. Oh, yeah. Go for it. Let me pull it up real quick. Actually, some of the people in here probably know what this is. There, you'll be able to, I don't know if you'll be able to hear it, but you'll be able to see it. Ooh. Just this little seven seconds. Oh, yeah. Yes, I've seen this, actually. Yeah, we posted that. We posted that. <laughs> Hold on, let me switch back to my other camera. 
That's crazy. So for those of you listening to the podcast, it's the one where uh, it's a girl and a, and a guy, which is which is Harris, and she does like a little swipe on the camera, and then they're dressed as these nerds, and then they swipe, and it look and they look cool. They're dressed and they they're look they're looking more you know stylish, and then she swipes back, and they're back to being nerds again. Yeah, when we became cool kids. Yeah, you became cool kids. Mm-hmm. And then we were known for a long time as the cool kids. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. So you obviously learned like a lot of, uh, you had a lot of experience with Vine, I would say. You probably learned a lot of lessons. What's like the biggest thing that you learned from creating content on Vine and going viral like that? Um. I mean, the reason we went viral is because we saw what people were doing and, and we said, well, I mean, she's, she's like a straight up musician. She's always, she's always about the music for me. It's, it's always been about like, how can we take this one step further than anyone else has done? What, what can we do that nobody's done before? How can we make this? And I don't know, that's, that's always just kind of been my passion. Like, how can I just blow some people's minds? And that's all it took. Yeah. That is so awesome. What did you guys do whenever Vine went down? Well, we, we had jumped ship long before Vine went down. Oh, <laughs> we, yeah, we saw, I mean, there was a whole, there was so much drama there because all the big Viners were super dramatic people and like they had already boycotted Vine and nobody was Vining anymore. And we were like, we gotta, we gotta get out of here. The, all, the whole point of Vine was to grow a, to a following on YouTube anyway. We had already kind of transitioned over to YouTube. That is so smart. I feel like that's a, a great lesson for a lot of people too. So many people get really, really invested into a single platform instead of using their their momentum to take over in other spaces too. So I'd imagine that diversification really served you well. Yeah. Yeah. That was the whole purpose and the that was the whole the whole goal from the start. That is so awesome. So when did you find Twitch and how did you kind of get started streaming? I first heard about Twitch. Do you remember Twitch plays Pokemon? Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Four years that was like a, that was blowing up. And I was like, this is such a neat idea to have 50,000 people all trying to play the same game at the same time. And I, uh, I got deep into the lore of Twitch plays Pokemon with bird Jesus and, you know, all praise Helix and all the memes that came out of it. So that's where I first heard of Twitch, which actually kind of bums me out. Like, I feel like if I had known about it earlier than that, I would have loved it, but it just, it never came up in any conversations I'd ever been in. What was it that made you like you you found it during Twitch Plays Pokemon? But what was it that really made you want to start streaming yourself? I love video games. Mm-hmm. I've, you were talking before this. I've been I've been watching your stream for like a half hour today. By the way, I was just kind of lurking in there. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but I I you talked about introverts and extroverts. Mm-hmm. Being around people wears me out. I would so much rather be in my home by myself, maybe with one or two people, you know, where you can have like a real conversation and it's not just like a big who can talk the loudest. That's how I feel large social situations are. Who can talk the loudest? And I I like, you know, getting online with my one or two friends that I play with and playing video games. And I saw this this platform that was all about playing video games and it was a new thing that nobody had done before. So combination of my two favorite things, playing video games and just uh, open creativity that nobody had really harnessed yet. Right. That is so interesting. And I feel like that's a huge strength that you have is in that production, which we're definitely going to get into because that's so unique about your stream. And even the YouTube videos, you always encourage people to have 
good production quality. I remember watching one of your videos and you saying like, <laughs> Twitch streamers don't know how to make YouTube videos. <laughs> and I was like, sipping that tea, huh? I see you. I see you. <laughs> it's so good. So if someone were to, to go to your stream, what is, what's your stream all about? Like, what do you, what do you do? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm probably just in general, I'm probably lowering my potential on Twitch because I do play video games and everybody else, okay. everybody else plays video games. I love shooters. I mean, I grew up playing call or uh, uh, golden eye with my dad. Like that's, that's how video games started for me. So I love shooters and I, I plan on playing a lot of shooters. That's the whole reason I got into it. But, uh, but I, I, I'm always trying to say like, what's, what's an avenue of Twitch? What's there are a million people playing shooters. What are they not doing on their stream to make it more entertaining? And what can I do to make a better shooter stream than anyone else? So, you know, I went out and got like a voice transformer so I can, you know, uh, talk like a little robot from Pornhole or maybe talk like, you know, little things (laughs) like nobody uses and just have some fun. That's so awesome. (laughs) That scared me for a second. I was not, I was not prepared for the the portal voice. What was, <laughs> what was her? Yeah, what was her name? It's killing Glados? me. Glados. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I please revoke my nerd card. That was just this one. It reminds me of the little the little uh, little robot guys. In oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> I can't see you. <laughs> you know, those are the turrets. I love Portal. Portal blew my mind. That was a, a situation where a shooter did something that nobody else had done before, and it was I, I couldn't stop playing that game. That's why I wake up at noon because I'll I'll just be on doing stuff until five in the morning. Yeah, it's so good. I love that game so much. The combination of like FPS but also puzzle was so uh-huh. interesting. Oh, it's so and, so good. Incredible story. Yes. So, Amazing and very meme too. I mean, the cake is a lie is like one of the biggest memes just ever of all time. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about um, social media, and we're going to talk a little bit about production quality too, since you are very well versed in both of these things. We'll start with social media, and then kind of get more into how a streamer can make their stream uh, higher production value, so that people feel really enticed to click and to watch it. So social media content creation is actually your full-time job. What do you, what do you do with that job? What does that mean? Well, my, the main thing I do is I make like my wife and I still make music videos and stuff for a living. Like we, we, uh, you know, new songs come out and we try not to be like cover YouTubers. Cause that's, that's an area you don't want to get pigeonholed into, but you know, making content for Instagram, our own YouTube videos, my streams, the whole, the whole nine yards of social media. But outside of that, um, because of what I've learned on social media and it's becoming such a massive industry. I also help create content for business people near me. Um, so like there's a, a real estate guy that I, I help make all of his Facebook content for, uh, I, I made YouTube video or you Facebook content for a, a politician up until well this week actually. Um, and so those, those are kind of, that's all around my job content for myself and then content for other people. What does it take to create like actual good social media content? Um, the biggest thing that it takes to make, I mean, I, I could tell you all the little like, oh, you need a good camera. Oh, you need blah, blah, blah. You really don't. What, what you need is you need a passion to make every video 
better than the one you made before it. Like every time I post a video, I always watch it 10 times afterwards and I say, what, what could I have done to make this one better? If I maybe had another day of production time on it, what could I have added? What should I add into the next one to make it better than this one? That's, that's the most important thing. Yeah. It's like consistently just being better, which is so hard, I think, for a lot of people, because after a certain point, you just you feel like there's not really anything that you can improve anymore. Right. After you've changed things so many times and so many times, you're like, what do I change next? I have no idea. You kind of run That's- out of steam. It's that it's that creative <laughs> issue. Yeah, because if if the passion is there, there's never a running out of steam Mm -hmm. because that's what gets you pumped. That's what makes you want to do it. You know, for a lot of people, they they want to do they want to do YouTube or Twitch because they want to be famous. And so when that steam runs out, there's nothing driving them anymore. They didn't realize how hard it was going to be. But if the the passion behind it is, I want to make amazing content, that that steam will always be there. Yeah, absolutely. And that's so important is having that that bigger reason behind the content aside from just, I want to feel important. (laughs) Who cares? Who cares how important you are? What matters most (laughs) is, is the why behind what you're doing. That's absolutely amazing. I would argue that it matters a little bit. (laughs) Uh, Just from a a business standpoint of social media, it matters a, a little bit, but not as much as the other thing. Right. I think it does matter, but more than, more than anything else, the thing that's going to keep you going matters the most because you getting popular and you becoming important doesn't, it's not going to happen if you don't have that deeper why that's going to pull you through all of those down days as you're trying to build yourself up to that level of popularity to become like quote unquote important, right? It's also that feeling of important is never, is never fully there. You're always looking at the next YouTuber who's more important than you saying, how do I get to the if you're doing it solely to be important, you're always going to be let down because it's such a slow grind. Right. Exactly. And it's, it's definitely that marathon, not a sprint situation where it, there's always something new. There's always something to, to capitalize on. There's always new memes or new fads, new trends, new things that you can talk about new, like that's why it's always changing. And you're, you need to be that, you need to have that creative energy and you need to have that passion for it. Because if you don't, if you don't, you get stuck into one style of content and you never switch it up. And then that's, that's no fun because it, you lose that freshness, right? Totally. Oh, I'm getting very distracted here. Um, okay, so social media. <laughs> tangents are the best. Let's do tangents. Yeah, let's just tangent the entire time. Uh, Brain go, go. Really, though, how do we... So are there any opportunities that you feel like streamers are missing out on whenever it comes to social? Yeah. I mean, if, if you're not doing social media with your stream, there's a very slim chance you're going to grow. It's... I mean, I, I covered this a little bit in one of my last videos. Like there's, there's so many people, I know people, I hope they're not watching this cause I'm not trying to call them out, but like, I know people that stream, like, you know, they, they quit their jobs for a little bit and they stream 12 to 14 hours a day. And they're like, I'm going to do the grind. And it's, it's just lazy. It's lazy growing. Like you, you yes. need to, be, you know, Twitch is not a shareable platform, right? Think about the time. Think about everybody in this chat right now. How long have you been in this stream? How many new people have you found since you've been in this stream? Well, one, because me, but like when you're on YouTube, how many times you go down a rabbit hole and you click on a recommended video and then you click on a recommended video, you click on a recommended video and you've found 20 new people in the course of an hour and a half. You need to be on the platforms where you can be found. That's so 
true. We talk about that in the stream all the time too, how it's so many people see the people that are at the top, right? That are streaming six or seven days a week for like 10 or 12 hour streams. And for them, when you're at the top on Twitch, yeah, you're being discovered because you're at the top and that's how Twitch runs their platform as they prioritize that viewership amount. But there's so much opportunity for you to get in front of so many more people if you're on multiple content platforms. So social media and YouTube and have a podcast and be creating other things so that you can actually get in front of people because you have to think of like, how are people actually getting into your stream, right? Ugh, so good. That's so good. So how about like whenever it comes to Twitter, for example, if someone wants to learn how to, to get better at social media, how can they get, how can they maximize their Twitter? Did we rip? Are you? You're straight up frozen. Uh, Hang on. Back, back. Wait for it. Hang on. Wait for it. <laughs> Look at him. He's just frozen. Okay. Hang on. <laughs> What a mess. That was crazy. Oh, oh, oh I think we got it back. Yeah. Hold on. I just, I just took a picture of what uh, your screen was frozen on. I don't know if you guys can see this. No, you really can't. But you have the most hilarious face. I'm going to DM this to you right now if you want to put this on your stream. Oh, that's amazing. I just, literally anything you said, you sounded like a robot from Portal. <laughs> but you need to see this. Hold on. <laughs> this is my favorite thing ever right now. There you go. All right. It's sending right now. Oh, that's going to be fantastic. Video call was stuck on. Wow. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. Well, hopefully our, our recording didn't get too messed up. Look at that. It's such a mess. <laughs> I think it was my internet connection over here. I think your recording's all right. Oh, good. Okay. Um, yeah. What was I saying? So getting back to our question here. If we're trying to not be lazy about growing our streams and be better on social media specifically, let's go through like Twitter and Instagram because those are the two most popular for streamers. How do we maximize Twitter content? How do we make that good? Um, you need to know what the platform's all about. And the platform is, uh, I mean, Twitter's a meme platform, right? Like Twitter's all about what makes someone laugh and say, oh, I totally get that. Let me, I, I want all my friends to see this and they hit the retweet button. So anything you can do that's just stupid, hilarious to watch that makes, that you think, that you know that you, if you saw it, you would want to share. That's the kind of stuff you need to post to Twitter. Funny little clippable moments of someone screwing up and embarrassing themselves or, you know, do what Ninja does. If you get a, an insane if you're playing video games, you just like something insane just happens and you have a great reaction, tweet that. But uh, t Twitter is a meme platform. If you have something meme worthy in your stream, that's what you should post to Twitter. What about Instagram? Um, well, same question with Instagram. Instagram is Instagram is all about, uh, I would say, like life envy, if that makes sense. Um you know, being being with people, high quality photos. If you want to use portrait mode on your phone, something to you know add a add a filter to give it a, a nice little gloss. But if you have something, um, 
you know, life enviable, something in real life. I, I see a uh, Twitter or Instagram not being utilized very well by, by streamers because it's usually a selfie of themselves in their gaming chair. Um, take pictures of yourself going out, take pictures of what you do while you're not streaming. That's, that's what people want to see. They want to see what your life is outside of it. Yes. Freaking preach as much as I, like, take time on it. Download a little photography app. I use Visco. I use Pixelmator. If I have a hair that's sticking straight out of the side, you know, like, like take, put some time into it. Yeah, absolutely. I like, we all know that selfies perform really, really well on social, but I feel like whenever it comes to Instagram, selfies aren't the best kind of content like insta isn't the place to post your selfies it's the place to post whenever you're i don't know having lunch in like a cute little cafe and whoever you're with takes a photo of you and it's it's artistic and it looks like they tried and it's more photography focused as opposed to you just sharing your face can i address something in the chat here yes Penella squish makes my exact point of why i struggle on instagram says is, is that a, is it a girl or a boy Penny I was about is, a, say, is a girl, yeah. Okay, she she says, I don't go out. And I don't go out either. I would much rather be in this room all day, every day, 100%. Uh, if you see this as a business, if you want it to be a business, fake it. <laughs> go outside for five minutes and take a funny picture making a funny face in the grass. If you want it to be a business, you have to treat it like a business and do stupid stuff like this. It will it will become more natural over time. It's the whole fake it till you make it thing. I'm not saying be someone you aren't on social media. I'm just saying what's something you'd like to see on Instagram? What's something goofy that you can do right outside your front door? Go out and do it. Go back into the safety of your own dungeon. Do that a couple times a week. And eventually you'll you'll come up with more ideas. Yep. So true. Something that you can do, too, is is have like a weekly photo shoot back in the day when I actually gave a crap about Instagram I'd go out on on Sundays and I'd just do a photo shoot for like an hour and just take a bunch of fancy pictures and then post them throughout the week and it helped so much but now I'm lazy and I don't want to have to do it I wish I could just post a picture of my face all the time (laughs) yeah I feel like Insta (laughs) takes so much effort you have to go outside what ugh I'm, I'm always torn on Instagram because it's one of my biggest platforms. I, mm-hmm. It's so weird. Like even even like even if you're just like a, a a gorgeous person, there's like there are a lot of streamers who are just beautiful. Like you know, like Anthony Kong fan. You know who that is? Yeah, yeah, of course. Really, one of the most attractive men I've ever seen. Or like you know the well known like Pokimane. You know who's mm-hmm. clearly a beautiful person. Or uh, there uh, there are a bunch of them. Like even when they just post selfies they have like less than 10,000 followers. It just, it doesn't work. You have to be creative. Yep, absolutely. And then let's see, is there, are there any other, whenever we're talking about social media, are there any other social platforms that you think streamers should be a part of? The biggest one they should be a part of is, is uh, YouTube. Absolutely. Ooh, tell so much, them. There's so much crossover between YouTube and, and uh, Twitch. Like I started my YouTube channel because I wanted to grow on Twitch and I streamed, I started a year ago. I started streaming like a year ago and I streamed every day for six months. And I, there were like five months into it. There were streams where not a single person came in after five months of daily streaming. Nobody popped in. I did a five hour stream for zero viewers. And that feels awful, by the way. But I started posting these dumb little YouTube videos about some of the stuff that I knew about that other people didn't. And now I'll get, 
I mean, my, my Twitch channel is still a lot smaller than yours, but like I'll, I'll log on and I will have gotten 20, 20 to 30 followers since the last time I logged on. I don't have to be live to get followers because people are watching my YouTube videos. Yeah. And you're, oh my God, that's such a freaking good point. That is, uh, that's so good for the people that, like you said earlier, they're kind of lazy about growing on Twitch where they just want to stream and they think the growth only happens when they're live. But that's not true if you're making content in other places. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so if you important. have up that people because live streams, nobody watches VODs, but but people watch other contents. It doesn't have to be live. You, you post. I have now like 20 stream doctor videos up that I get, you know, 50,000 views a month. And all of those views are converting it, while I'm not doing anything, they're converting to Twitch followers. Yep, exactly. They're like little business cards or like little employees that are out doing work for you. Minions. <laughs> it's so helpful. Oh, I love that you called that out so much. And I feel like your YouTube channel is really good. There's been someone in here already who has said they came in and, and they were like, is that who I think it is? Oh, my gosh. His YouTube videos helped me so much when I was getting started. That's grown awesome. Like a like a tiny little cult like it's it's, yeah. still, it's still not a massive youtube channel but the people that are in there are like i love this i love everything about this because i talk to them the way i talk to myself like uh like yesterday or two days ago you hosted my stream which was amazing by the way thank you so much you're welcome uh, thank you to anyone in here who followed me from that but like after you know within 10 minutes after and your followers don't watch PUBG. they don't they don't care about PUBG. They're there for awesome people. And I had gone from 130 people back down to 50 viewers, which I still retained a couple of them. But like I had dropped 80 people in the course of about 10 minutes. And I was talking to my team and I said, what am I doing wrong? Like what, what, what do I need to change? What do I need to add to my stream to bring more retention for these hosts? Because not all of them are going to be perfect crossover. How can I retain more people? And they all said, oh, no, there's nothing wrong with your stream. Your stream's great. You're not doing anything wrong. And it's like, no, if I just lost 80 people in 10 minutes, I'm doing something wrong. What can I do to make this better? And that's, that's the way I talk to my viewers. And I, some of them probably get their feelings hurt, but <laughs> I talk to them the way I talk to myself. I mean, it's true, though. And I think that's really powerful for you to realize that that there is something that you could do because there absolutely is. There's always, I think, something that that you should be looking to improve. Just like you said with your YouTube videos where you're always trying to improve and you're always trying to make a video that's better than the one before, you, you do mm -hmm. that with your streams too. Mm -hmm. And that's awesome. That's just gonna lead to your growth and you becoming more and more and more successful or at least more comfortable and more confident in the content, which is going to breed success in my opinion. So that's awesome. Which, by the way, Rototo, Rototo in your chat? Is that yeah. how you say it? I say Rototo, uh, thank, but... Thank you for the follow. Oh <laughs> uh, yay. Yeah, go ahead. See anyone who follows me. Go follow Harris, y'all. So That wasn't a... It was just a thank you. <laughs> so switching away from, like, social media um, and kind of staying on this topic, honestly, of your YouTube and your stream, something that really stands about stands out about your YouTube and your streams is the production quality. Like you're very good with uh, making things high quality. You have a really nice camera. You've got a really great background. That's something that I really love. Uh, you've got awesome lights. You've got great, just everything is, is very high quality. Mm. And I've personally noticed that with your YouTube videos as well is that they're higher quality than like the normal streamer support videos generally are. 
how important do you feel like production quality is to content and for viewership? Um, well, let's just first off say that production quality doesn't always equate to good equipment. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of my good production quality has to do with my lighting, which is super cheap. Uh, has to do with my editing and color correction and where I cut like a, a big, it's, it's always in the details. That's, that's where the quality comes from. Um, but when it comes to how important it is, uh, production quality is not going to get you famous on Twitch. I want to make sure that everybody knows that. Like if you follow what I say, you're not guaranteed success, but fame on Twitch is so rare. It's something that's so hard to do. And the last thing you want to do is make it harder on yourself. If you can add anything to your stream to make yourself more watchable, especially for the people that just pop in. Usually if I pop into a stream and I know I'm not going to follow them, I leave within the first 30 seconds. But if I'm in there and something catches my eye that makes me go, oh, this might be a stream that's different than most of the other streams, I'll stick around for an extra five minutes. And maybe that person that I left within the first 30 seconds was actually a really cool person that I would have enjoyed their personality. But because their stream looked like every other stream, I never gave them a chance. So that's that's where production comes into play. It's it's your it's your first impression. It's your opportunity to get people to stick around for five minutes instead of 30 seconds and to give you a chance to really to really get them to like you and like who you are, because that's what that's what they're going to stay for. They're going to stay if they like you. So if you can do anything to when they walk in and they say, oh, that's a neat overlay. Oh, that's a that's a I've never seen that before. That's that's something really cool. Maybe I should give this person a shot. That's what production's all about. That is such a good point. Is that what you really enjoy about production? I mean, I like what I enjoy the most about production is is adding something new and getting like, you know, the the emotes in the chat of people going like, "What the heck? What what was that? What is that thing?" Like my my transitions. Like, uh, can I can I play one for you real quick? Yeah, go for it. Like when I switch uh, to my main screen camera, it's going to be a little bit smaller on her stream, but you'll see in the right side, you can see how my camera pops in. Oh, cool. Or when I go back to like my main camera screen, you know, we got something going on like that. What was that from? That, that blue? What I, was that from? Uh, I remembered it from uh, an old... Power Rangers game that I used to play or something like it. Like it's, it's kind of like a big anime trope where like, right, you're yeah, that blue or maybe like two people are battling like in Pokemon. They're like, you see their faces on each side and there's the flashing. I just YouTube searched anime whoosh. And that was the first thing that popped up. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly awesome. What that's what I'm looking for. It is very stereotypical of like an anime that's awesome. I love it. And I love the, the blue turtle shell too for Mario. It's too good. Yeah, my, my gamer tag used to be blue shell. And so that's that's that was a lot of the uh, the tropes in my stream. Oh, that makes sense. So mm -hmm. if a streamer is, is listening to this and is thinking about stepping up their production quality, what is something that they can do and some like some of those little things that they can focus on to to have better quality? Uh, the best thing you can do is watch other people that you know have high quality and start to pinpoint the actual um, details about like what what is it that because usually you want your editing to be um, 
invisible. Like you don't want people to see your editing. When I edit my videos, that's kind of what you want. I have two different styles of editing. You have the invisible editing that just makes it smooth and easy to watch. And then you have a couple things that stand out. So find people that do a really good job and try to identify what makes their stream look better than others. It's rarely high quality equipment. Mm, so true. Mm. What's your like, what's your favorite introductory equipment that isn't um, that high quality stuff? Uh, this, the Logitech C920 is a great $50 camera and it's, but it's one of those cameras when you get cheap stuff like that, it's one of those things that if you, if you don't have any lights, it looks like garbage. But if you, if you spend 25 bucks on a light, suddenly the quality of that camera becomes a hundred times better. And so it's sometimes just little combinations like that. You get a cheap camera, you get a cheap light and suddenly you know, the, the combination of their parts is greater than the two individuals. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Are so you, I would, are you using the C920 right now? No. <laughs> okay. I was like, that looks way too good for a C920. What are you doing? <laughs> this is my YouTube camera. This is a Canon 5D Mark IV. <laughs> nice. Okay. It's what I use for my streams. Yeah. It looks real, real good. What is what's something else that we can focus on to make our, our streams more unique whenever it comes to production? Um, I mean, just to kind of repeat, like what I said before, like if as long as you have a passion for your stream, because everybody's stream is different. It's hard for me to say, hey, everybody, if you do all this, your stream will be unique because that would that would ruin the whole idea of being unique. Um, but recognize recognize all the different parts of, of what makes a stream. A lot of people see it as video games and they just want to be better at video games. But, um, there's the element of animations. There's the element of, like you said, you were talking earlier, you put closed captions on your stream and that adds an extra element to the stream. Um, people ignore sound. They don't, they don't realize that sound is half of content. And so that's why I got a voice changer. It's not even a super expensive voice changer. Um, Try to recognize the little things that make content content or watch, watch stuff that isn't Twitch. Watch YouTube videos and recognize what you like about people's YouTube videos and see if you can incorporate those into your Twitch channels. That's unique. so true. So true. There's so much inspiration that we can get from literally every single other platform that I feel like is being ignored whenever it comes to Twitch. There's so much opportunity for Twitch. There's there's so many other passionate communities that are on other platforms that don't have a live show on Twitch yet. Mm-hmm. And there's so yeah. much potential for someone to be a first mover and bring that new unique content to Twitch to be the first one and to grow massively and quickly because of that. So I love that call out just looking at what else is out there and and taking it seriously and seeing if you can bring it back to Twitch, if it can fit your style, or even if you can just try something out because Mm -hmm. freshening up your stream consistently is so important. Is that something that you do relatively consistently or how often do you change stuff on your stream? Um, A lot. There's always something I'm not happy with on my stream. (laughs) There's always something I want to add. And it's, again, that's, that's the passion of mine. How can I make this better? Or, uh, you know, cause I'll be streaming for five hours and there'll be something off about my stream and it'll drive me nuts the entire five hours that this is still lower quality than the rest of my stream. Like I, I really need to make a new, uh, donation or a bit alert. My bit alerts just the standard bit alert. And that drives me nuts. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I probably do, uh, 
I live stream to my YouTube channel when I'm actually creating stuff so people can see how I make all my animations and things. And I'll probably do it about uh, once a week. It's been a busy couple of weeks. So it's been, it's probably been two weeks since my last one, but I'll, I'll do a live stream probably once a week, creating new animations, creating new transitions, creating a new overlay, whatever it is. Ooh, this is actually a really good time to jump into the Q and A portion of this conversation. So y'all queue up your questions. If you have anything that you want to ask Heller, feel free to post it into uh, the chat right now. I have a question for you about your live streams on YouTube, because I feel like a lot of people on YouTube have been saying that live streams are like killing the discoverability of their channels. How have the streams been going for you over there? Is that, have they been doing well or have they been, do you feel like they've been negatively impacting your channel? Um, no, actually I feel like it's uh, it's an opportunity cause there are people on my YouTube channel that don't follow me on Twitch. And so it's a huge opportunity for me to connect with those people that, that love the content over there, but don't have interest in watching Twitch. Um, so it's, I mean, I get more people in my YouTube streams than I get on my Twitch streams. But the thing that I think people neglect is you can't treat a YouTube stream like you treat a Twitch stream. You need to prep for it. You need to have a great title for it that explains what you're doing. You need to have a thumbnail that rivals the thumbnails around it because it's going up against other high quality videos. Um, so you need to tr you need to treat a YouTube live stream the same way you'd treat a YouTube video and you need to put a little bit more prep into it. That is so, that's so true. The thing that really excites me about YouTube is that you're able to use thumbnails as your your live video thumbnail. That is crazy to me compared to Twitch where it just pulls something off of your current video feed on your stream. Do you feel like, what do you feel like would happen if Twitch were to implement thumbnails over just pulling a, a graphic for us? I feel like it would be, I, I feel like it'd be great. Actually, I think it would be it'd be another obnoxious situation where I'm like, oh, great. Another thing I have to worry about. I used to be able to just go live and now I have to make a thumbnail. Right. But but it, it would also be an opportunity because everybody else would feel that way. And so it would be an opportunity for me to say, maybe I can set up a system where I can have a, a template in place and I can add one or two elements and throw it up in 10 minutes. And suddenly my stream stands out above everybody else's. And it would be a chance for me to uh, place myself as a higher tier than other streamers. So I, I think it'd be amazing for me. I don't think it'd be amazing for everybody. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think there's a huge difference between aesthetics on Twitch versus on YouTube. Like uh, the aesthetics on YouTube are so, so good. There are so many YouTubers who have built their their platform and and built themselves up to hundreds of thousands of subscribers because they've been so aesthetically pleasing and their videos are freaking beautiful their homes are freaking beautiful and twitch doesn't necessarily care about all that we care more about like personality and community over you know design and and there's not a lot of of attention to detail granted that doesn't mean that you shouldn't try and i definitely see the people who have who have given attention to detail in that way on twitch they they have an advantage over people that haven't paid attention but i feel like most people if they had to make a thumbnail most twitch streamers would be like i have no idea what to do and they'd make yeah. something just completely horrible <laughs> or they just wouldn't do it they do it twice and they try and they'd be like i'm done i'm yeah. not doing this yeah there's such a difference in, in aesthetic skill on both platforms i feel like mm -hmm. so Penelope squish asked what kind of production value should you start with on youtube um, should you start with? Yeah. The best thing you could do to start on YouTube is just post something. 
I, I, that's that's my suggestion for any channel because that that first video is so nerve wracking, and usually if you're saying, well, I'm not going to post until I figure out how to do it this good, I'm not going to post till I figure out how to do it this good, you're never going to post. So to start on YouTube, just post something. My my very first YouTube video is me sitting in my dorm room with a little point and shoot camera, and I played uh, I played guitar, like, and it was like a 30 second video. So post something. And then start improving one increment at a time. And honestly, the most important thing that you can improve first is audio. It is a, a video that doesn't look good, but sounds good is so much more important than video that looks good, but sounds like garbage. So true. So true. That's like my opinion, by the way, that's like a, that's a, I've been through a lot of production courses and stuff like that is, that is a rule to production. Audio is more important than the camera. It's more important than the visuals. It's more important than, than lighting. It's the most important thing. Ooh, is there something that you learned in your production courses that might not be common knowledge or, or a piece of advice that we've heard a hundred times already? <laughs> Man, I hated those courses. I was <laughs> <laughs> I only took and uh, I, I studied sound recording technology in college um, and I would literally like skip two thirds of the classes and I ended up dropping out, by the way, um, I'd skip two thirds of the courses and just I got straight A's, but I dropped out be, because I would use my YouTube videos as my assignments because like we'd learn something in class and be like, I did this two years ago. I'll just turn, I'll just turn this in. So I didn't learn a ton, but it did back up a lot of what I said. Um, and the biggest, the biggest piece of advice is that one that I just gave focus on your audio, get a good mic, get, get, uh, and I don't mean expensive mic. I mean, I, I gave suggestions in some of my videos for mics you should get, get a solid mic that sounds, that sounds way better than the onboard camera mic. And you'll be set for the sake of those people who are not going to be able to find you on YouTube or who just want to know right now, what is like a, a low budget mic that you would recommend for YouTube or for streaming? For give us one for both. Um, if you're looking for simple and you don't plan on adding like voice changers or cool stuff, the Blue Yeti is great. It's simple. You plug it in. It's ready to go. If you want to continue improving in the future on Amazon, there are a ton of $30. They're called condenser mics. Um, $30 condenser mics. They come with pretty much everything you need and you get uh, it's a Behringer mixer. I don't, I can't, I mean, the model is like a bunch of numbers and letters, but it's like a, uh, it's got, you can plug two mics into it. It's specifically the reason I suggest it is because it's got compression on it, which is huge. That makes your quiet parts or your quiet parts louder and your loud parts quieter. So people don't have to turn up their volume while you're talking quiet and then it doesn't blow your ear, their eardrums out while you're screaming. It's got compression on it and it's got EQ on it, which is what I'm using a lot of on my voice right now to give it a little bit more of a radio sound. So, and that, that combination of that mic and that mixer, that $30 condenser mic and that Behringer, it's like a $60 mixer is the same price as a Blue Yeti. That's really good. Is that for a stream or for YouTube? Yes, that's for streaming. For, you, for okay. YouTube, I'd recommend the, uh, the Rode. Uh, it's a one that attaches to the top of a camera and it's, it's, it's called a shotgun mic. It points directly. It's like really long and skinny. And it doesn't pick up really anything around it, only what's right in front of it. And it's got some pretty good distance on it, too. So, you know, if you set up a camera 10 feet away from you and you're talking that's pointed directly at you, it'll sound pretty good. It's so good. I love Rode so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mike is great. 
Rotato asked, Heller, you're awesome. I was checking your socials and saw you were excited about Let's Go. Who's your favorite Pokemon? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Squirtle guy. I'm a big Squirtle. Okay, I, I started with Pokemon Red, which is a little before all your time. I get that. I'm an old man. I'm 30 years old. <laughs> how, how old are 28. you? 28. Okay. I still got you beat. <laughs> yeah, you do. You do. Love uh, it. <laughs> but I started Pokemon Red. I got a Bulbasaur because it was my brother had a Bulbasaur card and it was the only one I knew. And I lost immediately. And I was like, can't do Bulbasaur again. So I did uh, Squirtle and Squirtle's been my guy ever since. Squirtle is awesome. I like Bulbasaur. I used to pretend to be Bulbasaur on the playgrounds in elementary school. <laughs> uh, you do the voice? <laughs> well, my voice is kind of wrecked right now, but yeah, I would do the voice. So I was like, Baba, Baba Star. <laughs> you got to get a little more. Baba, Baba. <laughs> yeah. this is, anyway, I, I hate myself for that. Oh, it's so good. Uh, my God. wife, I got my wife to play it and uh, she started with Bulbasaur because we watched a couple episodes of Pokemon together. She was never, I was the first nerd she ever dated, by the way. She was always into like super preppy dudes. And then first time she met me, I was wearing a Pikachu t-shirt. Uh, second time she met me, I was wearing the same Pikachu t-shirt. So I, I, I gave a great first and second impression. Um, <laughs> but I've convinced her to like watch. She's, she's gotten into some of the things a little bit and she got Pokemon Blue for me and she started with Bulbasaur and she couldn't remember his name. She called him Dino Turnip. So <laughs> there's a story for you. <laughs> oh my God. Dino Turnip? <laughs> That's his new name, Dino Turnip. That's adorable. That's the cutest thing I've ever heard. I'm going to lose it. Whoa. Okay. Dino turnip. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. This is fine. Coming back down now. Crappy Gamer Mom asked, which program do you suggest for alerts on Twitch? My alerts are crap right now. Um, I, if you want to create, creating your own alerts is really hard to do. Um, and I only recommend it if you want to be in it for the long haul and really watch a ton of YouTube videos on how it works and, and really dive into learning how to animate. It's not an easy thing to learn. And so if you don't think you're ready for that, there are lots of sites that give out really great free ones. Stream Elements has some great alerts that you can just install. Stream Labs just, I guess, I think they just released a store for you to buy stuff. I have, I've yet to check it out. It's very um, cool. If you have a Mac, though, and you really want to get into it, I use Apple Motion for all of my uh, – it's a really simple keyframe animation software that I'd recommend. Um, also, I also use a photo software along with it. I use Pixelmator, which is $15. It's like a – does 95% of what Photoshop can do, and it's for a fraction of the cost. So Pixelmator is great. I use those two in a, you know, collaboration with each other. Nice. Uh, Marvel asked, how important is showing value and learning how to create value? That is the most underestimated thing for people. First of all, Marvel's the goat and he's one of my mods and he deserves Aww. a crush. It's super hard. Um, I don't understand what he means by creating value. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine it's like learning how to, to create content right so whether that's a youtube video or a live stream but make it valuable for people so they actually want to stick around in the stream because ultimately right that's why people stay in streams is because it's giving them value as the viewer sure in some uh, way sounds like the best the best thing about that is creating something on your stream that nobody else offers and that's that's going to be the best way to make yourself valuable if someone can get from 
if someone can get from someone else something that everything that you offer and maybe that person offers one other thing, of course, they're going to go with that other person. Anything you can do to set yourself apart and say, I offer this thing that nobody else has. Suddenly you're you're uh, invaluable. Is that the right word? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Invaluable. Yeah, I think invaluable is is absolutely yeah, val- the right word, right? You want it? Well, value less. And val- I think value less. Val- I don't know. <laughs> it's just- Ruthless. Dino turnip? I don't know. Dino turnip. Dino turnip's the answer. (laughs) Staring Loom asked, Harris, you use your real name as opposed to a handle for your brand. Do you think the advantages of this outweigh the possible disadvantages? Um, I do. Uh, I don't think it's the only way to go. I think it kind of depends on your brand is the thing. If you are like a hardcore gamer and you want to be like a, and you you have the potential to be pro the brand of the gaming scene, they have gamer tags. And so if you brand yourself with the gamer tag, you're going to be seen as a little bit more of, of a gamer. And again, if that's what you're going for, that's amazing. If you want to be more of a personality, I always think it's better. I've started with uh, tags before, both on platforms like Instagram and then also platforms like Twitch. My gamer tag used to be blue shell. And I just found that it made it really hard for me to brand myself. And it alienated a lot of people that were already my audience. Um, So if you want to go for the gamer look and you want to be like shroud, Go with Shroud. If you want to be a personality and like, you know, Ashney uses her name. By the way, where did Ashney Christ come from? I was always curious about that. Oh, it's it's not creative at all. It's my first, middle, and last name smushed together. Okay. I wonder <laughs> if that was creating value for yourself. I, you know, Ashney Christ. <laughs> I am the one true stream She's god. You're back. Uh, <laughs> the stream god. That's, that's your new thing. You're the stream uh, doctor. I'm the stream god. There we go. We all got to have our brands, right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think it depends on if you want to be a gamer, if you want to be a personality. Mm. And that's the difference. It's all about your brand. That's so true. That's such a good point. Marvel asked, people learn that they need to use social media and they use Instagram and Twitter, although they never know how to do. Of course, they will and do it. How can we change and teach them to go all in with value? Um, It sounds like this is the follow up to his last question. Mm. Um, I mean, the best thing you can do on on these platforms is to spend. And I know everyone says like, rid yourself of social media. And I get it, by the way. All of my advice is not for uh, normies. This is this is for people who want. And that's not an insult. I just mean like <laughs> this is for people who want to treat this as a business because I hate social media, by the way. I'm so sick of social media, but it's my business and, and it's the best business I can be in. I love to be creative for a living and I'm super grateful for it. Uh, Get lost in the discovery channels. Find, see what what grows on there. On like on Instagram, get just go through the discovery channel a lot. See what what Instagram pushes. See what does well. See what does. See what gets the most retweets on Twitter. Really envelop yourself in the platforms that you're trying to learn and see how can I apply myself to this algorithm that's clearly being pushed here by the platform. So true. It's really learning like what each platform is meant for and then how you can serve that that value. You can serve that thing on the other platform in your own unique way. So on Instagram, for example, like you said earlier, it's all about kind of life envy and showing people like the beautiful aspects of your life. You want to think about photography, like what makes a photo interesting? How do you set up? How do you use like the rule of thirds? How do you use all of those 
photography theories. I can't remember the exact name of them, but how do you use all of that to your advantage in a way that is uniquely you? And how do you create a style that's based on yourself? And the same thing as on Twitter too, is how do you, how do you use, um, you know, text only in most situations or maybe some gifts or maybe like a a little video every now and then, how do you use Twitter and all the unique features that it has to create a, a style that's just uniquely you? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so, so important. I love that. There's, there's a mistake people make of saying like, oh, if I, if I were to take fancy pictures and post them on Instagram, that's not me. That's not who I am. And I, you need to, that's just, I think that's just pride. I think it's, it's fear of doing something you're not comfortable with. And it's pride of saying I'm better than these people that do that. Again, if you want to make money on Twitch, you want this to be a career. This is, this is a business. This is a job. You need to treat it like a business. It is possible to incorporate yourself into a completely different style of content and still be you. That is possible. And it just takes a little more creativity. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if it's your job or if you want it to be your job, you might as well treat it like a job. Yeah. Right. It's not different it's not the same thing as selling out it is just finding ways to be you on a different platform so true uh where can everyone go to find you harris um well you put my twitter handle in your in your link um i unfortunately a lot of my i feel like i have a pretty unique name but a lot of my handles were like taken on platforms so like um my instagram and and uh and uh Twitch are the same thing, but without the C. It's just Harris Heller. Someone took Harris Heller on Twitter and isn't using it. And I'm really upset about it. I, I really hate want that so much. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, who are you? Give me, give me my name back. Um, but my YouTube channel. Uh, if you search Stream Doctor, uh, I've made enough videos. In fact, let me just test it real quick. Um, my YouTube channel is the Alpha Gaming Channel, and I've had a lot of people ask, "Why don't you change the name of your YouTube channel to Stream Doctor?" And it's because uh, I, I don't want to just do Stream Doctor stuff. I created this YouTube channel with a lot larger goals in mind. Stream Doctor just is the most shareable and most relatable and findable video that I'm making right now. Um, but uh, Alpha, the Alpha Gaming channel is is what the uh, what it is. So I have the opportunity. So I'm not ceiling, uh, limiting myself to just Stream Doctor. But if you search Stream Doctor, in fact, let me just try it real quick and see what pops up. On YouTube? Yeah, if I search Stream Doctor. Ew. Yeah. Search Stream Doctor, the very first channel that pops up is this little blue A, the Alpha Gaming channel. Um, nice. That's really good because I know that uh, Streamer Square also has, and Loco that, that owns Streamer Square has a series called Stream Doctor. <gasps> well, get ready for Copy Strike. Rip. Y'all are going to have to fight legally. You're going to have to appear in court. You're going to have Although- to duke it out. <laughs> the video response, the video uh, search, all the videos that are shown up in the search are either uh, Dr. Disrespect or Dr. Strange. <laughs> oh, my God. It would. So, yeah, Stream Doctor, Alpha Gaming, that'll pop up the right thing. All right. I hope you all enjoyed that interview. Harris, thank you so much for coming on the show, dude. I know that with streaming and YouTube and everything else, like your time is really, really valuable. So I really appreciate that. It was so cool to talk to you. I I mean, I love YouTubers who create content for Twitch streamers. So being able to talk to you about something like that was just, it's fascinating to get people together who share the same passion. So Thank you so much for coming on. I'm totally down to talk anytime if you want to hang out in my DMs and, you know, slide on in. That's that's weird. 
Okay, anyways, <laughs> it was really good to have you on, dude. I hope that you all loved the interview. Let me know uh, how you liked it. You can tweet me at Ashley Christ. And if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, uh, please do so on whichever podcast platform you are listening to this on as well as leaving us a comment if possible. So if you are listening to this on iTunes, which I know like 80% of you are, you can actually leave a comment for us and let us know if you like the show, what you don't dig about the show. Just give us any kind of feedback. It actually does help a lot more people find the show and get the kind of help that they need while they're driving or in the gym or whatever else it is that y'all do while you listen to this. I love you so much. I will see you next week. Bye.